1: extra 106.3 would like to welcome you home this is the all four seasons home show with Jim Neyarkos and Dan Watkins only on extra 106.3 FM
2: welcome to the all four seasons home show with your sponsor Dan Watkins I'm Jim Neyarkos good morning Dan how are you today I am doing great
3: Jim how are you
2: well I'm doing great too I, I, I know we're real happy to be part of the Dickey broadcasting family here on Atlanta's only conservative news talk station extra 1063 and 1230 a.m. we got another great guest this week a topic that everybody uh, loves to hear more about our consumers is plumbing Dan and we have a very established very well respected company here with us today mr. Bruce Phillips of Sundial Plumbing and, Bruce, welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show. Jim, happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. And I know you all been around a long time, and, and you have a lot of satisfied customers, and we're going to get into that later. But right now, I'd like to ask you a question. I don't mean to uh, put you on the spot here, Bruce, but <laughs> I will, okay? Why is it? That so many people are so suspect of plumbers and afraid of getting ripped off and worried about calling a plumber. What is that? Yeah, I'm sure you find that in your your industry, right? I
4: do find it in the industry, and of course, I've been in this business four years now, Jim. So, I, you know, I've been a consumer for many, many years before I got in this business. So, I had the same misgivings, if you will, that anybody else would have, and and we we understand that clearly. And I think the issue is that plumbing. Because so much of plumbing is an unseen thing. Plumbing things are behind the walls. They're under the ground. People know very little about plumbing. They can get under their sink and see a leak maybe, or they can fix something under a, a bathroom sink. But I think the lack of trust that has been permeated in this business for so many years is the real issue. People don't know who they can trust. Because they're going to, when they get a plumber out to their house or to their business and they describe a problem and the plumber attempts to find the problem, and maybe it's the problem that the customer described and maybe it's not. That's very common, by the way. So they end up getting an analysis or a a diagnosis, if you will, just like a doctor, of hey, this is what your real problem is and this is what it's going to cost to fix it. Well, all of a sudden, they're going to normally see a number that's substantially higher than they expected and that happens most of the time that's just the way it is because plumbing is expensive plumbers are made a lot of they make a lot of money it costs a lot of money to equip trucks i mean you know there ten thousand dollar cameras there's all kinds of equipment on trucks so what happens is that just creates you know big numbers and 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 jobs that are performed by plumbers who don't do quality work and don't don't do it with a sense of integrity, Jim. I think that over the years that's just permeated throughout the population and developed has developed an issue of mistrust. And some of that is quite justifiable.
2: Well, you know, one thing in all fairness to, to your trade, Bruce, uh, the plumbing industry, and Dan, I want you to, to embellish on this, is what people don't understand is that that young people are not going into the trades so one of the trades is plumbing they're not becoming plumbers They don't even think about it so there's less plumbers out there to get they since the supply and demand since there's less they have to be paid more to retain them right dan i'll let you you you, go ahead and take off on it you you know the point i'm trying to
3: make yeah you couldn't have said it any better actually i mean that's that's really what we're up against here we're we still need plumbers, right? Just as much as we've always have needed always, plumbers. Always but, will. But, you know, the problem is, and again, these people, they want they all want to send their kids to college and, and for a bachelor of science degree. And, you know, they come out after they got $200,000 in debt, they get a $30,000 job and wonder, how am I going to pay that off? Well, you could have somebody go become a plumber out of high school or whatever. And after a year or two. They might be making a hundred thousand dollars, and they didn't have—they don't have any debt, and and I don't think people realize how much money you can make at something like a plumber or a HVAC, you know, garage doors, whatever. But I know plumbers are in uh, real demand. I remember I talked to um, another company one time about uh, plumbing, and they said, you know, we put these ads out. And we get three responses and two of them didn't even have a driver's license. They have a suspended driver's license and and it's we got a ten thousand dollar bonus and a and it's a six figure job. And you got three people that responded and two of them didn't have driver's license. And that's really oh, yeah. where we're at in this country with a lot. And it, it's just very difficult. So you do have to pay them and that's just that is supply and demand. That's that's the bottom line. And that's so you're gonna have to Pay a little bit of money, right, when the plumber comes out because you gotta you got to pay those people if you want to keep good ones.
4: You do. And, and I don't know how much you want me to comment uh, uh, as a segue to you, uh, Dan, but you're absolutely right that, you know, we have a con- – probably my biggest role, what I spend most of my time on, is recruiting. So we don't do the normal – methods of, you know, posting an ad and trying to get responses and glean through those. You know, we have different ways that we do it, and we can talk about that later. But recruiting is a big issue, and you're, you've hit the nail on the head with regard to things in this country as a whole. So the trades of which I'm in and, and you're in, there's not enough focus on that, and it's unfortunate, I think, for uh, the country and for those people who could benefit from going into these businesses. There is a huge demand for skilled plumbers you see it everywhere i was coming in from the lake from i20 on monday and i saw two billboards and a truck and they all said now hiring i already know that i know where we have to get our people and it's typically um either hiring them from another firm who doesn't practice things the way we do or recruiting younger people as to your your point jim who don't understand that this can be a very lucrative career number one number two no investment required. I will make the investment. Right. You come to work for me. I will train you from day one, <clears throat> walk you through what needs to be done for three years. <clears throat> excuse me, Jim. And then get you ready to sit for the exam, which you must have a license to be a plumber, which is a little unusual in, this, in the trades. You only need one license if you're an electrical contractor for the company, by the way, and one license if you're in the HVAC business. In the plumbing business, I feel discriminated against kind of <laughs> as a joke, but a little bit not so much a little bit because every one of my guys has to be licensed. every guy that goes onto a property has to be licensed, but people don 't realize you know you are spending two hundred thousand dollars, and my kids went to college. I get that, but I see from my viewpoint that it is a terrific career opportunity, and I would encourage. Any person that might be listening to this program that's thinking about what do I want to do for a living and go down the road, the the, the benefits are you don't have to incur a lot of debt, Dan, and you can get trained on the spot over time, get support in sitting for your license, and then you have a potentially a six-figure job for life it is tremendous job security and you, day. you could grab a job the next day right oh, I the mean, next if you lost a job you oh, could have a job and the next, next day. day and w- another thing that that is an issue for me every day is i don't have employment contracts with my guys i don't have they can leave today tomorrow and go wherever they want so it's incumbent upon me obviously is to 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 build and maintain a culture in which people want to work for us rather than leave and go to work somewhere else. And that does give us an advantage because we do have a culture that is different. It is different because most plumbing companies are run by former plumbers who now have master licenses and go out on their own, uh, as opposed to companies that are run by business people. That's not just a knock. That's just the state of the industry. It's it's the reality in most of the trades.
2: Well, you know, folks, if you have a a person, a young person out there that's waffling and trying to decide what they want to do, it sounds like this is something they may want to consider. Bruce, it sounds like you actually have an apprentice program there at Sundial Plumbing where you will shepherd a young person and help them find their
4: way and make a great living and have a trade for life, right? Without a doubt, Jim, and that is a big thing. I, I, I and I know Dan feels this way, we all feel this way. I'm a big believer in giving back. I, you know, I have had, I've been blessed many times in, th- throughout my career and I'm, I'm in a position where I can help younger people. I want to do that, we all want to do that. Um, uh, you know, that's calling. I think we have as we get older. So yes, we do that, Jim. And I have two people now. I, I'd like to have two more people that and, and they don't have to have any experience. In fact, maybe I would prefer they have zero experience because <laughs> right. I can teach them our way and our way, in my opinion, of course, is the right way mm-hmm. to do things. Yeah. You have your own
2: corporate culture. Yes, we do. Right, right,
3: right. Yeah. There's there, there, there is there's no doubt. And it's funny. It's you, you do have to you do have to show them a different culture and you got to listen. I think certainly the people I want, I want them to be honest. I want them to judge me the same way that I'm going to judge them as I need honesty out of them every single time. And, and that's part of getting the right people. And, you know, you used to worry about getting the business, you know, that was the problem, Jim, right? right? I mean, sure. You know, (laughs) how do we get more business? Right. Right. And now as I talk to all my business owner friends and I, you know, I, 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 know you know dozens and dozens of them and it's all the same thing with every one of them how do i get people how do i get people in here you know i think some people out there on the other end that aren't in this type of a you know don't have businesses or out in the uh the workforce or whatever they have no idea how bad it is trying to get employees at this stage of the game it, it is you've got to be great at it you got to work at it just to get people in the door to to to, to come to an interview i mean I've hired people and they they don't show up the first day, right? I mean, they, how many times? Oh, made, oh, of
4: course, and make commitments. Oh, I'm showing up, you yeah. know. I'll, I'll be here Monday morning, and then they never show. Interviews, they don't even call. Yeah. They don't even call. Say I'm not coming. You know what happened? But yes, they, yeah. you're absolutely
3: right. It, it, you you think you got some money, you still don't have somebody, <laughs> and it's. I mean, it's unbelievably frustrating, and it's um, it, it's just the kind of thing that. People need to understand too, and I think, uh, and I hate to say, lower an expectation level. But you'd hate to right. do that, and you never, as a business owner, want to do that. I'm just saying, when I see people coming out to my house, and you see what's, you know, what's out there, it's, it's get, it's getting tougher and tougher. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. That's a nice way to
4: put it, yeah.
2: Dan. Yeah, it's you find yourself being a father figure sometimes, as well as
4: an empl- employer, right? That, you definitely have to be there for sure. I would play that role, no yeah. doubt.
2: Yeah, yep. yeah, it's amazing some of the some of the traits that these young people never learned. But uh, anyway, we're up against a break here, Dan. It, it went real quick our first segment, but we're, not, we're you know Bruce isn't going to, going to go away. You're listening to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jimniarkus, and we have the pleasure of having Bruce Phillips here, who owns Sundial Plumbing, and we're talking about all things to do with plumbing. Now, when we come back, uh, Bruce, I'm going to going to ask you another question. What are the things that a consumer needs to do to look for the right plumber and not get ripped off? So don't go away. We're going to be right back here with Sundial Plumbing.
1: Marketing is everywhere, from the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone. We are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the marketing madmen have answers. Search the marketing madmen on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the marketing madmen every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why.
0: A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on.
1: This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3.
2: Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearcus, and we're here talking about plumbing this week. And who better to talk about plumbing other than one of the most well-established, well-respected companies in Metro Atlanta, Sundial Plumbing. And we have the owner of Sundial here, Mr. Bruce Phillips. Bruce, welcome again
4: to the All Four Seasons Home Show happy to be here and see uh, you and uh, Dan again
2: we're glad to have you we we know you're busy as you can be right right now
4: well we're fortunate to have come through the last 14 months of this worldwide issue we've been all dealing with because we're in a business where people need what we have. You're an essential business. This is not a want, Jim. Nobody wants to call a plumber. (laughs) I don't want to call a plumber. You don't want to either because you know, number one, you have a problem, and number two, you're probably going to get a big bill. That's no fun. Yeah, yeah. It really stinks when you have to call (laughs) a plumber. (laughs) That's a good one. one.
2: (laughs) Now, speaking of calling a plumber, we
4: don't want to call a plumber
2: unless we have to, but when we know we have to, we have to, Mm -hmm. and we want the right person out there that's going to look after us, not cheat us, and also know what they're doing so tell the consumers out there tell our all four seasons home show listeners what they need to look for when choosing a plumber when they have no idea who they're going to look for and more (laughs) importantly bruce how not to get ripped off
4: well i would answer that in in a couple ways jim so and many people do this i think the first thing if i had no idea who to call I think it's all well and good. We we all – we use Google to the max, right? We, we do that all the time. If I ever have any question at all, that's where I go. is <laughs> where we all go. However, Googling for a plumber is not going to give you the results that you really want. I can tell you that from experience. We are actually a Google-guaranteed plumber ourselves. There are many of them, and that's a different story. We don't need to go there. But here's my recommendation, Jim, and that is I think the first thing I would do is I would call – friends and neighbors for a reference, because not a reference off the internet, because a lot of things get posted on the internet that are untrue, fabricated, paid for. You can pay for reviews and things like that. Now, Google has a different policy, and I'll talk about that in just a second. But I think that's the first thing I would do is, Get on the phone, or Nextdoor app is is an app that we're a lot of us are familiar with. I use it, and it's a great online tool where it connects people in a neighborhood. So I'm on the Nextdoor out of Smyrna, and it connects me with people within a, about a two-mile radius of me. And this is a worldwide app, and it's terrific. And you can go on there for references and say, hey – I need a, this plumbing issue addressed. Can somebody give me some names? So, so there's a good way to get references quickly. But if you don't have that app, just pick up the phone and call your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, a good friend, and say, hey, have you had a plumbing experience that, that's been positive for you that you would recommend? And we get a lot of those. I think that's a good way to start. I think you can find some sources on the Internet by just using the, the typical search methodology. But I would put a buyer beware Around that, and because of what can be done and manipulated on the internet. I do believe that Google reviews, now there are many types of reviews that can be done, but Google reviews, I believe, would be a good resource to be used by a consumer because Google has a certain policy with regard to reviews and they exclude certain ones, you can have certain ones removed. For example, if you think they're bogus or from a former disgruntled employee or if you think it's paid for or things like that. So if there are any reviews you look at, I think I would look at those for any particular company you're thinking about. So if you pull up, if you do a, say a search for a plumber near Mary for an example, um, you, you're going to pull up all kinds, and you scroll down through. People don't want to go through 100 of them. You look at the first three, four, five, or six, and you look at, the, look at those reviews and see not, num- not only what did the consumer have to say about their experience and make a note of that, but also look for the reply from the owner or the company itself, especially with regard to problem areas because nobody's perfect. Right, Dan? We're, we make mistakes. I,
3: I you totally don't. agree with that. No, no, I, I I totally agree. You want to see how you responded because you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I, you could have the best company in the world, and I'm sorry, you're gonna have a a mistake made. You're gonna maybe show up late. You're gonna, you know, misdiagnose something. Have to come back a second time. You know, you might have a, a guy that had a bad day that day, and he did something with that customer he shouldn't have done. So, those things all do happen. And and seeing how the owner replies. Or the business itself, whether it's the owner or not, right. is a big part of it. And and I know we personally absolutely try to right the, any kind of wrong like that that we that we weren't aware of sure. um, in that situation. The other thing I would add to this is is when you're looking at somebody's review, there's there's, you know different places do different things but you can sometimes see if this is one of those people that is just a serial bad review person too right <laughs> i mean of course you you get you get that yeah, that's like, all to do he's wrote 15 one-star reviews <laughs> mr nasty <laughs> yeah and, and so you get that and then the other thing i like to look at look for a personalization if you're looking at you know and it's one reply and like uh this company is the best company ever right people just don't write things like that you know they, they're like hey tim came out and did a fantastic job he was you know came out early i called him at night you know they get into the details, so i would say read Agreed. these things like somebody that is detailed and putting them together if they're very vague and very short most likely that company probably just put those reviews on themselves
4: right right I totally agree so you look you want to look at how somebody responds to a problem because we all have them and i think another source for uh, is the better business bureau um because we Many, most companies who have are credited with a no not most, I think the most credible companies have a relationship with the Better Business Bureau. And that is, you know, totally, I think people that go there to look for re- reviews or to post reviews are probably as clean and honest as any source. So I would think that that would be, I would believe that would be another resource to go to look up a company and look up the Better Business, go to the Business Bureau site and look up reviews and responses too. Because they the Better Business Bureau is very serious about how one responds to a problem or a posted problem. So that's another source in my opinion. And I think the last thing that would come to mind would be this. I, I would say pay close attention. Once you uh, decide to call a certain plumbing company, pay close attention to – the interaction you have with number one, the office staff—are they friendly? Are they accommodating? Are they easy to work with? Do they do, do they try to understand what your problem is? Uh, are they just going to flat send somebody out? Are they going to say, "Oh yeah, well, you know, sixty-nine dollars for service call, and you know, so you got to pay that up front, or you got that's going to cost you that no matter what." Uh, pay close attention to that. Their policies about those kinds of things, service charges and the like. And I think also pay close attention to, the, the in my case, a plumber, the person, the technician, that shows up at your house or your business. Pay attention to that person. How is he dressed? How does he comport himself? Uh, how, how does he talk? Does he seem to know what he's doing? Is he taking his time to listen to what you have to say? He needs to listen to what you think the problem is, and then he needs to go about his job and do – as a doctor should do, I mean, I go to a doctor and say, I got a pain here, and he's going to examine me and he's going to tell me exactly what's wrong, not what I think is ro- what's wrong. Because in the plumbing business, that is very common. You think this is what's going on, but actually it's something different. So you're looking for somebody who can make that diagnosis accurately, correctly, come, and then come back and explain it to you so you understand it in language that we can understand, not plumbing speak. Not plumbing talk, real talk that we can understand. So that helps you build a level. Both of those things, I think, help you build a level of confidence in that company because the face of the company is who you talk to on the phone. Dan, it's not you. It's not me typically, right? I mean, I see you on TV, and, yes, you're the face in a way, but nobody's calling you for a service call. They're calling your staff. So, how's your staff work with them, and how are your guys behaving once they get on the on the site and start doing the work, or assessing what the problem is, and then quoting the job, and then of course following through. On, and even on the work. seeing
2: the vehicle that pulls up in your driveway, right? If you said, "Oh, big beat up pickup
4: truck with a magnetic sign, look out!" Right, Bruce? Correct. So, so, I love this. I love this. Uh, you know, the old licensed and insured bit that you see on every <laughs> truck, right, Dan? I mean, that that means nothing really. Uh, but, yes, appearance, to me, to me, uh, I think appearance and image is crucial, especially in a business like the plumbing business where there's a good bit of it that's negative, shall we say, that that it's not what you might expect. And nobody expects a plumber to walk in with a suit and tie on. I we You know, they should have a uniform on with their name, in my opinion, with their name on it, they should give you a business card that has v- how to reach the office or send an email or a review or the like. Um, we don't like people in our business, our company, we don't like customers calling the technician because we like to control what the technicians do. We like to manage where they go and where they do because we have them all scheduled, right? There's, there's – after they get there's through There's routing here. involved. Of course, there's yeah. routing involved, and customers don't know yeah. that, and so – I think those three things about checking reviews, checking responses to reviews, looking at Google reviews, put better business reviews, calling your friends and neighbors for suggestions, and then you know getting a feel for your own experience. And don't be afraid to ask for a second opinion, especially if it's a large number that somebody has quoted you for a job. Um, I don't know what a large number is, but… Um, to somebody 's bigger than others but if you if you 're uncomfortable if you don 't have a really good feeling of confidence with regard to your interaction with the plumber especially or the office, then say you, know, you should be able to get a quote from somebody and then go get a second opinion call somebody else call call the number two person on your list, and that at least gives you a, a feel to to be able to be to comparative shop which we all should do that's just a smart way to to run your life isn't it jim don't sure, you think
2: sure absolutely yeah so dan did you want to add anything to that
3: no listen he covered a lot and and i think most of the advices were really really good advice um you know I, I think referrals right jim i mean those are right. always a good right. thing i mean right. if, if, if you can ever get a referral that's you know and the only thing better than that is if you've had the company out before and you had a good experience so you already know that they're yeah. a good company but uh those referrals. I mean, if you're a, a business that is a good business, is going to have a lot of referrals out there. They're going to, people are going to tell their friends and their families and their neighbors and and everybody else. Whether it's plumbing or garage doors, and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to let people know if they have a good experience. And I know with us, we really want to, we want to make sure they have a great experience, not just be satisfied, but have a great experience. Right. And and that's that that can be the difference, in my opinion. I mean, it's great to be satisfied, but it's it's even better to to be really pleasantly surprised with, um, the experience that you had. And listen, some of this stuff, especially with plumbing, it's, you know, it, it's not a fun bill. It's not like going shopping and, you know, <laughs> and coming home with yeah, something coming pretty. Home, getting a new car or, or, something like new that. Shoes or something like Yeah. But, um, you know, you got to keep it in, keep, keep it at, uh, in perspective. And again, I mean, You know, you got a mess going on. you got water all over your house or whatever. That (laughs) plumber is pretty excited when they get there,
2: you know. (laughs) You're
4: pretty happy to get it fixed, I can
2: assure you that. Hey, Bruce, uh, for people who may not, you know, who have moved here the last couple years or whatever, because we had so many people moving into Metro Atlanta who may not know the stellar reputation of Sundial Plumbing, just in a nutshell, if you could kind of give us a little history of who Sundial Plumbing is, how, how long they've been around.
4: Yeah, thank you, Jim. So, Well, the company started in 1945, actually. Uh, by two brothers. They were Smith brothers. They were out of the Navy and uh, they did plumbing in the Navy on, on ships uh, up in Virginia Beach. And they moved back down to Bremen, where they were from, and they started this plumbing company. Where you can actually see what picture of the trucks. It's a 1946-something or other on our website of the two brothers leaning on the Smith brothers' truck. So they started it. And then um, one of their sons um, came into the business some years later, um, uh, a fellow named Jack Smith. And then Actually, his daughter came in as the third-generation owner, uh, and she was actually a licensed master plumber herself. And then uh, she decided to uh, move on to the next chapter of her life a few years ago, and uh, I I bought the business from her. But over the years, uh, they've just done a a terrific job, and we essentially are, are simply carrying on, I think, the same set of values that were started in 1945. Um, I, you know, I have maybe a few different perspectives, but it's all about, um, you know, treating people the right way internally with respect and kindness and all those kinds of things that we all want, but also delivering that kind of a result to a customer, as Dan talked about, and that is the great experience. So um, reputation is clearly um something that's crucial to both dan and to i and to any business owner but we do have uh, i called a legacy when i came in i said well you know we've got this legacy um that dates back to 1945 which is true and so it's a legacy of trust that we have built um over many many years so it's now what 70 76 years this year Wow, that that that's that, and that's quite a responsibility to carry on, isn't it? And these well, modern
2: times, as, think, as things change, it. you know, it's
4: a bur- it's a burden sometimes. But it 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 comes naturally as long as we do, as Dan does, uh, you know, that we hire the right people, that that we run our business the right way, um, and have the right set of values, and deliver value for what you are going to charge. And we have to make a profit, and we have to charge for things, and. Uh, but it's having a great experience, as he said, which is a great line, and, and getting value for what you pay for, being responsive, doing it with integrity, doing it transparently, and building that trust. So, you know, we're looking for repeat customers, as anybody does. And plumbing, you typically are going to have – we have people that, you know, call us every, you know, two three years with different problems you ever have older home or if you're in a community or or whatever you know we we do that it's not once every 10 years or once every 20 years potentially you know maybe your
2: your culture uh that you have with sundial plumbing is not not uh looking to get customers but building relationships right long term relationships without a doubt yeah it's building
4: relationships yeah
3: you know i'm just getting into a little more technical stuff um i was just thinking you know do people get confused are there any things that people call you about that that maybe isn't a job for a plumber or some things where they're calling somebody else and they really what they need is a plumber. Do you have anything like that? We talk about maybe some of the, the reasons
4: people are yeah, calling you out. Of course, happens all the time. So uh, irrigation, is uh very common obviously in homes and and in community properties. so we do a lot of work in communities uh, for homeowner associations that's a big part of our business and uh, they almost all have irrigation systems right to to make the landscaping look good and things like that and so they're very connected in some ways and there are devices that that split the two apart i'm not going to get into the technical piece of it but yes we have people that call us and say hey we've got a leak right so the first thing you think about a leak is Plumbing, right? right? There's a pipe busted or there's a crack in a pipe or something. Well, that's just not always the case. So it certainly could be an irrigation issue. Uh, it could be a pool issue, for example. Uh, those things come in, you know, we've got a leak, or we've got this, we've got that, or something's backed up. Um, uh, it could be a, a drainage issue because we, we do a lot of drainage uh, cleaning and and the like, not just inside the home, but outside the home. So if, you know, if, if you have water that's not being dispersed from your home away to a lower spot, then you have a problem, right? We don't want wet basements and things like that. Um, so you could have drainage issues that, that might be uh, a landscaping issue as opposed to a plumbing issue. We do a lot of things like that, so we'll clean out um, – uh, uh, drainage systems if you will they get clogged over time and the like um, but uh, it also could be a landscaping issue it could be designed incorrectly the fall could be not engineered properly so we certainly see some things that uh, we actually dispatch our guys out and usually we don't charge to do this we go out and we'll say hey this is what your real problem is no charge but this is your problem it's not a plumbing issue
3: yeah. So that I mean, does well, happen. Yeah, I, I noticed, too. I mean, you guys are sometimes you're digging up pipes and yards and things like that, though. So that, you know, sometimes people think, well, that's not a plumber. right? Yeah, but I, we did all the time yeah. because
4: plumbing, so much, Dan, as you know, so much of plumbing and drainage is hidden. It's underground. Yeah. It's behind a wall. It's above a ceiling. We don't see plumbing. All we see is when we turn the hot water heater on, we turn the shower on, here comes the water. When we turn the dishwasher on, it starts running. When we go to the bathroom to wash our hands, the water comes out of the faucet. That's that's what the consumer sees. They don't see what makes that happen behind the scenes. And what about drywall, right? I mean, is there sometimes you got to tear up some drywall to get back there
3: and do you All guys you guys do you guys actually do that work and put the drywall back in, on and and paint or I mean how does that work?
4: We do draw the line at replacing drywall and repla- and pe- repainting. Right. We say, you know, and we actually before we'll you clearly have to cut into drywall. Right. It's common sense because you have pipes behind the walls, so to find a leak or a blockage or something, that's where you have to go to find it or above the ceiling that's leaking down. In the condominium below you've got to get in touch with both people and coordinate that uh to see both get into both units you have to coordinate that but we cut sheetrock all the time our personal policy is we get that okayed in writing (laughs) (laughs) before we do that it's okay to do this and uh but we we state and make it clear to the resident or the homeowner where we're going that you know it's going to be your responsibility to replace the sheetrock and have it painted
2: can you give us just kind of a um the executive summary of when somebody how the, how the process starts okay all of a sudden somebody calls on some, you know your company mm-hmm. walk us through what happens
4: what can they expect a phone call, and we, we, of course, we get a number of emails. You know, somebody can go on the site and leave a, a call request online and that kind of thing, and we respond that way. But so typically, though, it's a phone call, mm-hmm. and, and we, if it's a, an existing customer, we look it right up in the database, and all that good does all we need is a little bit of information a phone number, an email address, or, or an address. So we keep records from any time we've ever been to a home. I can tell you exactly what we did. I have pictures of it, I have the invoices, I know exactly what's been done at all times. Pull that but, file out from 1945. I could right? pull up not from 45, <laughs> not that long because the computers didn't exist back then, and I was all paper, and we didn't scan everything. I know Dan, uh, but certainly going back decades, a couple of decades, I think we have I don't know 50,000 records, maybe 50,000 customers so. But they can expect Jim that a person that's going to be reasonably knowledgeable about diagnosing at a reasonable level what a plumbing issue is, in other words, helping that person say decide is this really a plumbing issue or is it not back to Dan's point you know is this an irrigation problem because I, I prefer not to send a technician out and waste two hours right. for nothing but we try to diagnose what it is simply and then at that time we ask hey when do you need this attended to so obviously if there's a blockage or no hot water it's immediate right uh, but some things are not quite as immediate so we try to determine you know wh- wh- what kind of urgent sense of urgency is there here and then based on that um then then the person that takes the call will go to one of two people manning a dispatch board and they know our schedule for every technician for every day including the current day. And we always leave slots open for emergencies because they just happen. So then they will go to the dispatcher and say, you know, this is what we have, and this is what the person needs, and this is where it is, and so when can we take them? And so that we put them on hold for a minute, check with the dispatcher. The dispatcher says, well, we can take them this based on the complaint or the issue. We can take them in this time slot. So we give them a time slot, and it's not typically on the hour because a plumber Many times we'll get into a situation where it was described as X, but it ends up being much more complicated, and he has to stay there to fix it. So we give typically a three- to four-hour window, not a one-hour window, because many times plumbers get tied up. And then at that point we'll then give the feedback to the customer and say, hey, okay, we can be there tomorrow between 10 and 2. And we also tell them you will get a phone call 30 to 45 minutes prior to the technician arriving. So they have some notice in case they're out running errands or need to do this or that. So we give them advance notice. The plumber is on his way, and he will be there in X amount of time. Because all our trucks have GPS, we know where they're going, we know they're coming from and where they're going, so we know how long it's going to take for them to get there. So that's done. And And then the plumber shows up and introduces himself. He gives a business card. He describes what the the customer described the problem to him, and they point him to the way he starts doing his investigation and comes back and says, well, you're right, and this is what it's going to take to fix it, and this is what it will cost. Do you want me to do the work? And if they do, they sign on the iPad and they go to – Good.
2: Okay. Well, listen, we're up against a break here. we got a lot of great information here from Bruce Phillips with Sundown Plumbing. We're going into our final segment, so don't go away.
1: Marketing is everywhere, from the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone. We are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions and the marketing Madmen have answers. Search the marketing mad men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a mad men's game. Join the marketing mad men every Saturday at 4 PM to find out why.
0: This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Matt Wilburn's watch.
1: This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3.
2: Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearchus, and if you're just joining us, we've been here with Bruce Phillips of Sundial Plumbing, and he's been sharing a lot of good information. Bruce, it's been great having you on the show. We're in our last segment here, but I was just wondering, uh, you know, Dan and I were both wondering, is there anything that we can do as homeowners to try to prevent, uh, be proactive, and not create a, a plumbing problem.
4: For sure. I can think of several off the top of my head. The first, I, I think, is, that, is don't put anything down in a toilet that's not out of your own body or toilet paper. Those are the only two things that should be in a toilet, the only two things. And, and we, of course, have had many stories of things that yeah. we have had our plumbers pull out way down the drain, halfway down the drain, halfway to the street sometimes <laughs> because of blockages can occur anywhere. And uh, there are things that we pulled out. And we take pictures, by the way, yeah. of course, so we can demonstrate to the homeowner, hey, this is what we found, and this is why we're charging you what That's we're great. charging you. Yeah, every invoice has pictures before and after. And so mm-hmm. we, we've seen some things that you don't want to see, first yeah, of no all. No baby alligators or anything yeah, yeah. you want to get rid of, <laughs> no, right? No, I don't think so. But <laughs> but certainly, you know, baby diapers, you know, toys, and those are accidental things. Obviously, we have children. And, you know, be careful what you put down a toilet. I think another thing that there's so many uh, water heaters that that we most of almost all of us have them of course they have a life expectancy and that life expectancy is about 10 years so it's always I think a smart idea to have a feel for you know how long yours has been there because if it's after eight to ten years you're you're getting into the area of where you're potentially going to have a problem and it could be a significant problem. Believe it or not tank-type water heaters that have water in them have been known to explode. They are dangerous devices. They must be inspected by the county inspector, by the way. So we actually call – you're required to call in a permit. Now, some plumbers don't do that. Well, that's not the proper practice. We do. So we call in a permit. We go do the job, and then the customer – then we send the customer information, and they come out to have a city inspector or a municipal inspector say it was done correctly because it is a safety feature, okay? They can explode and actually go through a roof 100 feet. I've documented cases. So know where you are in the water heater's life expectancy because you don't want a busted water heater, especially if it's in the attic right or around other things that can cause you a thirty thousand dollar cleanup job just because you didn't replace a sixteen hundred dollar water heater. so i would use that as a caution because it's an everyday thing careful what you put down a toilet obviously if you you know when you've got cold weather coming you know wrap outside pipes and spigots and things like that that's Um, a good point yeah i I mean and we haven't had those problems now dan i think the last freeze we had was about six years ago so when you have a freeze though you know you're going to be about 20th in line if you call just the first so be careful about that be preventive one other thing that, that comes to mind and is, and
3: you shut that water off right i mean you
4: want to just shut it off on the outside shut, or, well or, you have or, to really wrap it okay you can't you can shut it off all you want but that pipe goes from the outside through a wall into the inside it can still get cold out there the other thing i would think of is this that the epa estimates that the average household leaks 10,000 gallons of water a year that's the average wow so there are these hidden things that cause leaks in a home that you don't know and the biggest culprit is a toilet you don't know it and I talk about this I teach a class on this so you know Every once in a while, I think it's wise to have a full house inspection. It's not very expensive to have an experienced plumber look for We have It's a 41-point inspection that we do. It's a checklist, and uh, we do it for a lot of communities and the like. So look for those leaks that are costing you in a water bill that you can take care of in advance to prevent that and and be good for the um, the uh, ecology as well what
2: about all these liquid drain cleaners and stuff there's should all should talk never us use them. about drain cleaners should
4: never use them never use them they're toxic they many times don't work and uh we always ask the question if we're going out looking at a stopped up drain like that jim have you used this uh and we have certain procedures if they say yes so uh you know, I know it's a home remedy. I know it's easy to get at Home Depot. I understand that. Uh, however, I, 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 no, that doesn't. So there's note. not some that are okay and other ones that are no. bad. I didn't no. know that. Did no. you know? Well, now let me let me let me not. back up and say, Jim, I'm not technically knowledgeable enough to say if there are some good drain cleaning. Chemical, uh, I not, I'm not going to use the word chemicals, solutions, let's say, that might not include certain types of chemicals that are hazardous to the health, especially the health of my guys that go out. Uh, so I, I'd like to defer on that question because I'm not just knowledgeable right. enough. But the typical, like Drano and things like that, Jim, no, no. It's I bet a no. you a
3: lot of the times too, right? I mean a lot of hair and some of these drains that are all just, the time. Uh, doing the the bulk of the so don't be the, cleaning the volume, your hairbrush right? in the toilet
4: yeah, or it, the drain. It's right? the same thing. I mean, that's just common sense. It's going to accumulate over time. That's all there is to it. It's just going to happen. And you can do what you want if you want to go out Home Depot and buy one of these, you know, hand cr- snake kind of things. Sometimes you can clean those. But what happens is people don't understand this. When you think you've cleared a blockage, many times you have moved Created it further. One. No, you've moved it further down. the city sewer or your septic tank and that very frequently is going to recur or come back up in the system and be there again and we do that sometimes and then we get a call three months later say hey it's still there that's because you didn't allow me to go in and push it all the way and do a video inspection to ensure that it got all the way to the city sewer or all the way to your septic tank so Blockages do happen. They're just going to happen,
3: Dan. And, and leaks. I mean, listen, leaks can be costing you a lot of money. And I, I've thought this has happened several times. I don't know about you, Jim, but where he, you know, all of a sudden you get a water bill that is just right. through the roof, and you're going, "What in the world?" Happens this all happened? the time,
4: all the time. And so there's a certain way that you can detect whether the leak is uh, where it is, if it's either in ha- in the house or between the house and the street, the meter, basically from the municipality. And that's a very common thing. We help. You know, we kind of explain to somebody here's how you can identify it if you want to do that. Otherwise, we have to identify it for them. If it's inside the house, it's typically less expensive to fix because if it's outside the house, right. it's typically digging. the water line. That's right, it's digging, which is going to be money. And so it just happens. Things happen over time. Copper pipes and PVC pipes break and crack as the seasons change. Speaking of seasons, Dan, as seasons become cold or hot, it causes yeah. these breakages. Right. I see. Okay. Well, boy, this has been a very informative show,
2: hasn't
3: it? I yeah, mean, I'm a lot listen. of great I'm information. I'll tell you what. If you listen to this show, you will learn something every single Saturday. There's no question oh, about yeah. it. We're quasi-experts on everything. Right. Yeah, right? yeah, I guess yeah. you guys are. <laughs>
2: well, you know, I, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you. I first started working with home improvement companies in 1981 continuously all these years that's a long time and so, there's a lot to learn and all i know is how little i know <laughs> okay I, you're learning every day right dan everything's changed we
3: do listen we, we've learned right. a lot we've just enough to be dangerous right? <laughs> oh
2: absolutely absolutely and Dan, I want to d- just take a moment to thank you for sponsoring this show and, and making sure that everybody gets plenty of good consumer tips every week. A, all Four Seasons Garage Entry Doors, our sponsor, Dan Watkins. Bruce Phillips, Sundial Plumbing, thank you. Uh, I know you have a special that you want to offer yeah. All Four
4: Seasons Home Show listeners. Jim, thank you so much. So, yes, for anybody that, that has listened to the show and, and calls our office at Sundial Plumbing, you re- get the number off the Internet, calls our office and mentions that they heard this show uh, then uh, we will certainly offer a f- fifty dollars off any initial uh, an initial customer first customer any uh, off any service call.
2: That's great. Mm-hmm. And how do they contact uh, Sundial Plumbing? Well, the
4: main number is seven seven zero four two seven one nine nine eight. Or look us up sundialplumbing.com dot com on the internet. Okay, great.
2: Well, again, thank you. And, uh, folks, if you need a plumber, you might want to consider a sundial plumbing. They've only been around since 1945, so I don't know if you can trust them or not. But, uh, <laughs> of course, I'm joking. But we're here every Saturday morning at 9 right here on Atlanta's only conservative news talk station, Extra 1063 and 1230 a.m. And next week, our guest is going to be super lawyer Gary martin Hayes. You've seen him on TV. You've seen him on the billboards. He's been on national shows interviewed. He's fantastic, and he's great on the radio. So don't forget to uh, tune in next week for Gary martin Hayes.
1: Have a great week. Marketing is everywhere, from the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone. We are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Madmen have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why.
0: A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on.